Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 228. I'll give you 4-0. I'll give you 4-0. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. Hello, listener. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Hey, you're going to do it in a high pitch. Good, go go Good evening, <laughs> viewers. Better. From the land of losers. Oh, we're such a land of losers. Well, I'm not. I wasn't in the team. I was in the team. I was in the team on my couch at 4.30 in the morning going, yeah, go Australia. Woo. Make us forget all of our troubles by winning against Germany. Yeah. Hey, are, you, are you complaining? Because I'm guessing this is soccer. Are you complaining that we haven't managed to beat Germany at soccer? Yeah. M- multiple multiple world champions, Germany. Yeah. Um, be- turned, turned out to be better at us turned out than to be soccer. Better. Is that yeah. what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. I think the fact that we were there at all is, is just, just being nominated. Was- which, is, <laughs> which is why you would have made such a great Young Talent Time judge. <laughs> Do we get a participation badge? Yeah, I would have said, Australian soccer team, you're, you're lovely. Did your mother help you make your dress? And tonight, <laughs> I've given you 79 points. Because in many ways, I am Evie Hayes. <laughs> in way too many ways. Some that are way, just way creepy. too disturbing. Creepy. Way too disturbing. Hey, this show, all about TV. Were you yes. aware of that? Yes. I was listening to, uh, to the excellent uh, podcast from the Times Online, The Bugle, with ah. our good friends, uh, Andy Zaltzman and John Oliver. I say our good friends because maybe they'll suddenly think that they're our good friends and uh, uh, excellent. Andy Zaltzman, is, is he related to Helen from Answer Me This? Sure, why not? And of uh, course, John Oliver from uh, Community. Yes. And yes. John and, Stewart. And The Daily Show, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and they have a listener in Antarctica, in, the, uh, in, in some base in Antarctica. And I was thinking... What better place to listen to box cutters? You're cut off from all the television, but you can actually make a list of all the TV that we review and then watch it when you get back to civilization. So, I'm putting it out there to listeners. If you know someone in Antarctica, <laughs> get them onto box cutters because clearly they've got internet access. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a but, scientific community. Yeah. So, so they've got internet access. Yeah. It's a scientific community in the middle of nowhere uh, where it's dark for six months of the year, so they need access to porn. I think that's where you were going there, Brad. I actually love the idea that a bunch of geeks could just be called a scientific community. <laughs> it's like you're the world's it's all sunniest euphemism. It's like, how are they? Well, they were a scientific community. <laughs> well, as was uh, the, the, the crew in The Thing. That's true. They, they were a scientific community. They were, they were a scientific community in, uh, uh, in the remake of The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Were they not in the original thing as well? Uh, in, in, the, in the original thing, there was no real... They were just hanging out they in were Antarctica. Just, yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. It's not even clear if they were in Antarctica. Right. They were just... They were isolated somewhere. Snowy. North somewhere. Vancouver. Yeah, and then there was, was a... <laughs> then there was a... Th- a, a man dressed as a giant potato. Actually, Gr- Grizzly Man was in that original version. You've lost us both. You haven't seen Grizzly Man? No. The, the one the that... Doc, the documentary. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Bears, bears aren't, uh, aren't mean. And it, uh, it ended and up with uh, yeah. found eaten. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 
it's known from the outset that they were both. Oh, okay, eaten. just checking. Yeah. Hey, speaking of spoilers, yeah. this is what's coming up later in the show. Okay. Oh no! Spoiler! Quick, uh, look away now. <laughs> if you don't want to know, <laughs> yeah. turn off now. Turn, turn, turn off in thirty seconds. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're going to review the uh, US show How to Make It in America. We oh, really are. Wow, that's we great. really, really are. Oh, that's amazing! I never thought we'd review that. <laughs> I know. I know. We've watched this, what, like a month ago? Six yeah. weeks ago now? None of us even remember, remember any of it. I don't remember any of the characters. There's a guy in it. He makes stuff in America. I think that's it. I don't know. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, John, we've got your take on the greatest characters of all time. Oh, yeah, following on from last week. So I'll explain why I chose Linda Day. And then our new ongoing segment where we look at a different character. I'll look at the Doctor. And, uh, and also uh, our first What a Listener Reckons yeah. About uh, about greatest TV characters. Somebody- and if, if you have views on, on the greatest TV characters of all time, uh, you too can contribute to the show, as we will explain later on. I'll explain it now. You can call us on, on the telephone. Uh, if you're on in Australia, telemaphone. on the telephone, if you're in Australia, 03-9016-9269. 9016-9269. Or, alternatively... It's zero three nine zero one six nine box. Ah. It really is. <laughs> we got the best premium number. Yeah, ever. yeah. It just reeks of desperation. Yeah, if you're uh, if you if you're overseas, uh, add a plus six one to the start of that and drop the zero. Plus the uh, the international dialing code mm. for your country. Yeah, and the first number you thought of. Yeah, <laughs> or. And then divide that and you'll get your age. It's amazing. It always works. It's fantastic. Uh, or if you're on Skype, you can just get us on Box, uh, box cutters. cutters on Skype uh, and uh, leave a message there. What a prescient decision that was. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Genius Cropley. Well done. Well done. I did have to send you a password reminder. <laughs> well, only because you wanted the password. I yeah. knew the password. Well, why didn't you set up this thing earlier? You didn't ask me for it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the characters. We've got some letters to box cutters. We've got one thing. Actually, we've got, actually got corrections from box cutters. Oh, we've got it's, corrections. It's not, it's not letters from, it's more corrections to this week. We've yeah. only got the one theme, though. Yeah, yeah. But basically, it's people telling us we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we were wrong. Uh, we've got some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. <laughs> The sound does that automatically. Yeah, but it's not nice like to it's, join in. But yeah. it cuts off rather rather don't, suddenly. Don't. Like I have to be the kids in uh, one thing. Yeah, don't take his phone away from him. You don't have to. Speaking of Killjoy, no John, do you want to start with the sad news? Yeah, yeah, sad news. Let's start with that. Uh, game show hostess Adriana Zanides has died last Monday, uh, 4.40pm, did you say? Yeah. Around that? Uh, so, as as we were getting ready to, to record Box Cutters, uh, and the, the news was announced uh, while we were recording, which is why we're now announcing this news a week later. A week later. But Adriana Zanetti, she was 54. Um, I think almost everyone in Australia would know her from Wheel of Fortune. It's, it's kind of weird. She was famous for being the person who spun letters around on Wheel of Fortune. But it was... Back in the baby John Burgess days. Well, I mean, apparently it's been off air for years. Has it come back? This article is very mm. odd. It seems to suggest it went away. I don't know if it ever it came did. back. It, it went away. It came back. I don't know if she came back with it, though. Now it's all uh, touchscreen. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So she they still have a person who goes up and pretends to touch so, it. Oh, okay. Um, really? Yeah. 54. Touch it, touch it. She died at Liverpool Hospital in Sydney last week from a ruptured intestine. Um, she, it says um, Burgess, uh, baby John Burgess said Zenny's had struggled since leaving the limelight in 1999. She appeared occasionally on the panel show Beauty and the Beast and was on Celebrity Big Brother in 2002. Um, she had a mental breakdown in the mid-90s but returned uh, after that to Wheel of Fortune. <coughs> Uh, fascinatingly, she was born in Buenos Aires in Argentina, emigrated to Adelaide in her teens, and uh, you know, spent most of her life in Adelaide doing Wheel of Fortune. So it's kind of just odd that, that she was definitely a famous person, famous for a very specific thing. Yes, but but also a, a lot of coverage uh, uh, of her death and uh, a lot of people talking about the very sad life that she led in the last few years, mm. uh, but all in some kind of... Mystery. It's all surrounded it by a really bit odd. of mystery. And I must admit, after she died, um, I'm trying not to be you know, too callous about this, but someone put a, a clip up on YouTube, and it was from her 2002 Big Brother appearance, I think, when she was going into the house. And it was very Norma Desmondy. Like, it was all very kind of... Uh, from, no, from Sunset from Boulevard. Boulevard. It was all kind of like, um, oh, one wants to give something back to one's fans. And you were like, you, you, you turn letters around on a game show. It just, it, I don't know, it just seemed odd. It was almost like she seemed to have this other kind of glamorous life going on in her head that perhaps wasn't attached to the real world. Well, she always dressed up for it. She did. She was, very she was always looking pretty good for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lots of effort there but she on has, her part. Yeah. She's, she's no longer with us. Oh, it's, 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 uh, one very, one of TV's famous. great athletes running up and down that, that little stage <laughs> in front of the letters. Don't mock her. Don't no, I'm mock not. mock her in death, Brad. I'm not. For, how, how many years did she, did real, she run in, up and down that in stage In real life, for? that set was only 80 centimetres wide. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looked bigger on television. But in, if you're ever there in the studio, 80 centimetres oh, like, wide. Like from, from prompt to off prompt. From, from, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not, not as in the, no, 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 no. From, the width from one from side the, to the other. The yeah. panel to the front of the stage. Yeah, yeah. She actually had to be very far away from the camera to make it look like for the set. It's the magic, <laughs> the magic <laughs> of television. No, she was just that small. She was actually that small. <laughs> it's odd. I'm, I'm holding my fingers apart for the, for the video podcast. There's no video podcast. Please move on to going to hell. <laughs> Uh, you know how SBS have the uh, have the World Cup soccer. Uh, they're, they're showing the World showing Cup that, soccer. Yes. They're right. Well, uh, that's why this bit of news from Nine uh, MSN is surprising because rival stations Channel Nine and Channel Seven have had a physical confrontation at the Football World Cup in South Africa. Uh, at the event in Durban. Apparently, a, uh, an altercation ensued after an argument broke out between reporters and cameramen. 9MSN has heard that a bodyguard for one of the TV crews was tasered in the incident. Really? Who's got tasers? I think, is that implying that seven or nine had the tasers? Or is I think no, it's just standard I think security if, if, if for in, South Africa. If you're in oh, South okay. Africa and you don't have a taser, you're doing something right. wrong. Right. I just thought the cameramen just have tasers to carry around with them. It's uh, like, you know. Nance, what, what is, is it time to go, no. Brett? Because that happened last week as well. Do you, do you just want this show to be 10 it's minutes long? Old, old, old school alarm clock, <laughs> very, which was good Very luck. strange. Uh, Nine's director of news and current affairs, Mark Calvert, said, competition between news teams is one thing, but aggression and outright violence are totally unacceptable. We hide security because of the perceived threat from South Africa's criminals. We certainly didn't expect to come under direct attack from another Australian TV network and those working for them. Seven News are yet to return repeated phone calls for comment from 9MSN. Now, Seven News has been in the news quite a lot recently. Uh, and and uh, the, uh, the, the, Bris- the head of news in Brisbane has, uh, has been done for drink driving. 
uh, and I think the week before well, that's, that's quite a regular thing for the week before though uh, he was uh, he was being touted as a possible replacement for Peter Meekin. Uh, who was maybe going to have to leave because uh, of the news story a few weeks ago. And uh, it, it is easier, though, isn't it? If you made your own news, you know, you'd, you'd be there on the spot already. Yes. Now, now related to that, apparently, uh, Seven News' boss, Peter Meekin, has, uh, has actually, in response to this, this rumour going around, saying that uh, if I regarded whoever it is as a serious threat... I'd shoot him. Hang on, they're shooting Peter Meekin? If, if he what? thought somebody was really going to take his job, he would shoot him. This, <laughs> what? This is the, the, what? Where the, is this reported? The quote, the I- News Limited reported that he's, quote, if I regarded him as a serious threat, I'd shoot him. <laughs> Apparently, he's tried the tasers. <laughs> tasers not final enough. He's going to go the shooting. Ooh. Uh, can I just say, we, we, we are aware that uh, there is a new story uh, relating to the host of ABC TV's The Collectors. We're not going to report on it. Instead, uh, the first series of Supernatural is going to be turned into a Japanese animation series in Japan. Ah. Uh, from uh, Now, this uh, I take this from uh, a website called cinematoday.jp. So, it's a, it's a Japanese... Uh, it's a Japanese website. Uh, are, you, are you reading it in the original Japanese? Well, I've had Google translate it. Okay. Uh, and and so I'm just going to read it as, mm-hmm. as, as it's happened. Uh, movie news, Cinema Today. Oh, that's Cinema Today. Cinema Today. Uh, popular foreign drama, Supernatural. Supernatural. But the movie Summer Wars, Madhouse Animation Studio, Jay worked on shows that are fully animated. Supernatural, Supernatural is a drama lost and heroes by far. The People's Choice Award in 2010 SF Popular Drama Series award-winning fantasy first place. This time, Supernatural the Animation Madhouse is a fully animated, I'll be fully animated Japanese studio's most popular foreign drama, world's first. I think that's, that's entirely true, and I don't think one can argue with that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, essentially, I'll translate, because I do speak uh, fluent Japanese, clearly. Uh, in a world's first... Uh, a Japanese animation studio is going to remake a US TV drama series, uh, and they're choosing Supernatural, which apparently is uh, is quite popular over there. Or Supernatural, Supernatural, or Supernatural, <laughs> Supernatural, <laughs> which is a drama lost and heroes by far. Um, <laughs> is that because Dean's not uh, as stunningly good looking in Japanese as he is to Western audiences? So they're going to make him more more pretty. Yeah, yeah, rounder eyes, I think, uh, as they do in, <laughs> in Japanese animation. Uh, but one of the things, so it's it's going to retell the first uh, the first two series of Supernatural. But also go back and do some uh, w- when the boys were younger bits. Like, like Muppet Babies. Like Muppet Babies. <laughs> um, I can't wait because I love Japanese animation and I love Supernatural. And <laughs> this is actually sound quite cool. Th- th- this is just like a, a, wonderful, a wonderful combination. Uh, there was a story about it uh, from some uh, English website, but, you know, that's nowhere near as fun. Actually, well, well, stupid remake hey, thank you, Thank you, Cinema Today. Can I, uh, on stupid remake news, I have two stupid A-team film-related stories. <laughs> yes, so, please. And I'm combining them into one. Um, uh, there's been two stories about the A-team this week. The, the main one, which I just love, is the fact that uh, Joe Carnahan, who is the director, has got very, very upset with what people have been saying about his film. This is a quote. This is uh, from Reuters. 
I keep reading we're remaking the A-Team, the directors told reporters, but how, can, how, how the hell do you remake a TV show that ran for four years? It's idiotic. You can re-engineer and reimagine it, but it's definitely not a remake. <laughs> He said he had no interest in transplanting the TV show to the big screen. I thought that would be a disaster because everyone remembers the A-Team. Times have changed, he said. What worked 25 years ago won't work today. And that's true. If you try and watch anything that's 25 years old, it's just colours and shapes and noise. (laughs) There's no way of knowing what's going on. It's bizarre. In fact, I think anything before last Thursday is almost impossible to watch. Um... And we should, of course... Yeah. That's, that's very upsetting for Brett Cropley, who has five years' worth of VHS <laughs> tapes. tapes to get through. Um, and, and, and I thought that was just the tape degrading. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's actually because you just can't watch that stuff. Now, times have changed. Times have changed, Cropley. Move on. Um, Joe Carnahan, of course, you, you will know his work from such great films as Blood, Guts, Bullets and Octane, uh, Narc, Smoking Aces, and its sequel, Smoking Aces 2, Assassin's Ball. Oh, Smoking Aces was such a terrible film. <laughs> it was such a terrible film. I'm upset that the person who stole it from the internet ever gave it to me and told me to watch it. That's how bad it is. So he's busy you know, reimagining and re-engineering the A-Team, which has upset, though, Mr. T. Ah, yeah. I pity the fool who doesn't remake my TV show. <laughs> Mr. T, according to Yahoo. Sorry, I've just turned into a morning <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Mr. T actually hasn't liked the film. He's shocked how graphic it is because it's all, all reimagined. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. T says... People die in the film, and there's plenty of sex, but when we did it, no one got hurt, and it was all played for fun and family entertainment. These seem to be elements nobody's interested in anymore. That's because it's 25 years later, that's, Mr. T. Actually, that's, that, that is, that is a, a really good point, Mr. T, and does speak, does speak to the director's, uh, director's comments, because uh, the A-Team was just good, clean fun, uh, and, and this director clearly has never seen the A-Team... Uh, thinks that he's uh, making a film about the A-Team, but is really just making a violent, sexy film. Uh, he does actually say, back to Joe Carnahan here, on that on that mm. point, uh, it wasn't one of my favourites, although I was a fan of the culture of the show. <sighs> what does that mean? It means he's a cockspank. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's what that means. That's clear. Hey, speaking of cockspanks, uh, <laughs> the... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about 3D TV, because we haven't talked about that for a while. Okay. Uh, the Queensland government, well onto this bandwagon... Making it mandatory. <laughs> well onto this bandwagon three weeks late, uh, have uh, have put out a warning uh, from ABC, uh, ABC News from uh, today. Uh, they've put out a warning that people should consider the potential side effects before buying 3D televisions, saying that uh, health experts are talking about that there are... Uh, uh, there's dizziness, headaches, confusion. It's a huge list. Pregnant women shouldn't watch it. Pregnant children under a certain age shouldn't watch what? it. There's this insane list of of health warnings for 3D television. Pregnant women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pregnant, Why? Pregnant women. Because because it it uh, messes up uh, your your balance, and anything that uh, that plays havoc with your balance can play havoc with. Uh, what's going on inside you, uh, which is why pregnant women shouldn't go in dizzy rides, uh, roller coasters, things like that. Uh, yeah, really. See, because Josh was a guest what? on that ABC radio show called Australia's Got Ill-Informed Opinion, <laughs> which I, I listened to the other day. Uh, what, what is it As- actually As- called? Australia Talks. <laughs> yeah, Australia Talks, but no one really should listen because uh, what they're saying is just pointless. Hey, hey, what I, what I said made You sense. were good and you made a joke at one point. I made point, a joke and, and, and nobody, 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 nobody laughed. Yeah, and there was this, uh, my favourite bit, there was someone wrote in to go, um, 
$3,000 for a television set? Really? I don't have a television at all. I couldn't imagine spending the money. Like, if you don't have a television, shut up. Like, what, what are you contributing to that? You, nothing. You're I a actually, useless person who's obviously had this email ready to go since the show started. You're not listening to anything anyone's saying. You're just sending it in. I don't have a television. You know how low they am to comment on, uh, on, on sites? Uh, I just, you know, because I just go, uh, people, they've got opinions. Fine. Let them. Uh, and uh, and on the page for that particular episode of Australia Talks, somebody did write in saying, "Ah, oh, I've got a new idea called No TV," and blah 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 blah. And so I just I had to write in, going, "You know what? If you're not watching TV at the moment, you are missing out on some of the greatest storytelling this century has to give. Uh, you're missing out. It's your loss. No, no worries. And I, I was very uh, I was very reserved. I didn't call them names at all, but. And I wanted to so much. Really is, yeah, yeah. It's just really just a loser. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have a TV. Well, you know what? You don't need to actually have a TV to enjoy TV mm. anymore. How about that? Huh? I just Welcome the to the modern world. I like the cinema where I watch Transformers 2. <laughs> <laughs> and other adult entertainment. Good point. Well made. And, uh, and uh, in other 3D news, uh, Sony has, uh, this is from Variety, uh, Sony's rolled out its biggest corporate guns uh, to uh, to show a top-to-bottom commitment to stereoscopic 3D. Uh, got ESPN 3D. Uh, they're, they're looking at a whole network of uh, of 3D stuff uh, for Discovery and uh, and Sony are just going crazy for 3D. They're really throwing all of their money on this thing that nobody wants. So that's, you know, good on for them. So uh, this 3D thing, it's just not going to, way, going to go away, I don't think. Uh, and, uh, and Broadcast Australia has warned that the government is facing an engineering road crash and will miss its 2013 digital switchover deadline if it does not release its plan soon for reallocating the broadcast spectrum, which comes out of them giving a trial run for the 3D uh, through the Channel B spectrum. Uh, from a, a couple of weeks ago. See, the problem with the, the whole Australia Talks thing is, even though I am an expert on this and I can sound like an expert on this, it doesn't make any sense. I can talk and talk and talk and say all the right things. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't even make any sense to me, and I know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's crazy. So what's the bandwidth required by 3D? Uh, is it a double... Or is it more just they need to put a, a non three D signal and a three D signal out of the same thing? No, they so, need to they need to put a separate three D signal out. Yeah, but uh, it, but is it just that you're doubling up the amount, or does it, or is a three D signal actually take more more bandwidth? Than I'm guessing the it would take. I'm guessing it would take more bandwidth in the same way that if I was just to transmit Brett on a black background, that would take less bandwidth than Brett on a continually moving streetscape. Right. Because it's uh, MP4. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. whole lot more information coming through. Mm. So, so, so there is a, an element of uh, dep- uh, compression that's uh, used within that codec. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, and so you you are sending through twice as much information, I would guess. Mm-hmm. But the like the frame rate's not doubled, so so they can show to the two pictures at the same frame rate as regular TV. That I don't know. I know that the I know that the glasses blink. See, really, we should do an excursion. If if if, if anyone listening is somehow trying to flog these three D tellies, 
let's let's do a day trip, a box cutters day trip. We will go out and watch your three D television, and maybe yeah, maybe our minds will be blown, if and the, we'll we'll change our. We will prepare opinions. ourselves for a mind explosion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if the uh, if the glasses blink, I suspect that uh, it's three D, so it's showing the two images, but it's actually at half frame rate. I suspect, but then if it was at half frame rate, wouldn't the Goggles have to be in sync. Yeah, they, they do. The electronic ones do. The electronic ones can, can sync they up. They can so sync up with they're, the... They're switching on and off each eye alternately as the frame itself is juddering sort of back and forth. How do they talk the to each other? It's, it's some sort of Wi-Fi. It doesn't, doesn't matter which eye thing. goes with... It must. It, do, it does. It yeah, must they matter. Have to sync up. But, but there is Otherwise, some everything would be 3D backwards. But it's, yeah. it's like how the Things that were supposed to be close to, close to you be would be far away. away. Oh, I'd be inside out. I'm upside down. It's, it's, it's like, like Adriana Xenity is turning around. Dogs laying down with cats. That's actually just using the technology from the uh, Super Nintendo Entertainment System uh, that they used in Duck Hunt. Ah. Oh. Right. I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With that's the gun? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the gun I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know yeah. the gun you're talking about. Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. Exactly so that the same thing. Exactly the same. But, you know, that was 30 years ago now. What about the glove? Do you remember the uh, NES glove? Oh, I remember it. I never got to play with it. Oh, that was totally hot. I never understood how to get things to work with it. Uh, in, uh, <laughs> in, in Lastly... Anyway, that was, that was the same technology used in Chuck with his father. Right. Yes. Right. Or what was what was his code name? Uh, Quantum Leap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, lastly, in the news, do you want to hear about Shane Warne, or do you want to hear about another animation? I'd go to that animation. Oh, myself, what about? Uh, uh, thank God you're here. Might be finishing see, up. See option what? option C. Have there you not go. heard that? What do you mean? It's definitely God... not coming back to TV this year. What do you mean? Might be finishing up? Uh, didn't it finish up like two years ago? Thank God you're here. No. Really? Yeah. I thought Channel 7 bought it and then they just didn't do anything with it. No. Like they had one season and done. Oh, no, 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 no. No? No, no, no. Right. Sorry. My mistake. I stopped watching that anyway, show. Uh, that and like? lastly. No, no. So is no, that no, it? it? Yeah. That's it? That's the whole thing? Santa Chilara said, uh, maybe not. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, so which do you want to hear? Animation? I go animation, but... What, what were the options? Animation or, or Shane or Shane Warne? Oh yeah, animation. Okay. Screw uh, Warne. In, uh, in, in fantastic animation news... Uh, it's possible that Nicktoons in 2011 is going to bring back Voltron. <laughs> Voltron will be coming back to TV. Brand new Voltron Force slated to premiere on Nicktoons in 2011. It's being produced by World Events Productions and Classic Media Kickstart Productions. Mattel has signed on as the master toy licensee, and uh, it's currently developing a new line of Voltron toys. It's going to be a gritty reimagining, though, isn't it? Everyone's going to be all drunk all the time. And, <laughs> Having yeah. sex and yeah. killing people. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty much what Voltron was. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. The toys are amazing. <laughs> and that is the Box Cutters News. Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Peter Moon, and you're listening to Box Cutters. <laughs> Let me do that again. <laughs> uh, no second takes on this show, except for when we screw up the intro. That's different. That's different. Oh, that's all in there. Uh, Sorry, didn't I tell you I didn't cut that out? Oh. Can't you just throw it into the bit that's on the blog? Where okay, we go back that? in time, Josh. I'll yeah. fix it up. Because I think legally, if that, if that sound of Josh killing a hooker does make it into the show, I think it, I just think there could be problems. I think, I think we're all in trouble. There was something blocking the camera for the video podcast, oh, though, so, so it's okay. Nobody can actually prove what was going on. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. 
similarly, how to make it in America. <laughs> what kind of segue is that? That's nothing. You can do better than that, Canal. Can't prove what's going on. Apropos of killing hookers. <laughs> From killing hookers to making a killing in New York. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. We should get you and Peter Hitchner to, to, <laughs> to off, off segue each to other. have a segue. <laughs> segue <Sing> off. <laughs> anyway. How to make it in America? Tell us about the show. <laughs> you mentioned Peter Hitchner. Actually, that was another bit of news. Forgot that. Oh yeah, they're yeah. trolling Tony Jones for uh, anchor. The, Peter Hitchner's taking a two week break. Yeah, I don't think you know. They've also trialed James Tyler in that role. They've trialed Joe, Joe Holland. I think they just put. Need well, Joe Hall's in. been the long standing one, and it seems that she's going to be uh, passed over. Uh, yeah, anyway, I I I actually I saw that bit of news and didn't think it was necessarily news, more just rumor and speculation. But I think we should definitely get Hitch on mm. to do a segue off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call in Between during the week. Hitch and John. I'll call in during the week. We'll try and work out no, times. I'm yeah, right now. No, I really? No, no. Really? I, I'd be I'd be shamed of the presence of Hitch. <laughs> it would be wrong. If I can organize it, Nelly Thomas. Be no, you'd love it. If I can organize it, can you, you know, you'll you have you'll have all your things beforehand. All your stories, how they go from one to the other, and uh, and you can oh, have a segue isn't, off. Isn't that cheating? Isn't that because you know the news is all improvised? Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how to make an American quilt is a show. Uh, how to make it in America? It's a show from HBO, produced by Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Brett, a couple of weeks ago, you said it's being dubbed Nontourage. Otherwise known as Nontourage. That was lovely. Yes. Is that yours, yeah. or is that, is that really the, the word going around? No, no that, that this was uh, part of a, uh, a bit of stuff online that uh, I read, you know, some, some people are calling it non-terrestrial because it is uh, the same crew, but uh, in New York. Yes. That, uh, that and, and created entourage. And, and it is essentially, like, if you want a really good summary of it, it's entourage if, uh, if they never got famous. Well, it's interesting because it's in New York. I mean, it has quite a different look to it. Less it's, pulls. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's a, it's a much more sort of contrasty, slightly kind of more glossy, glamour kind of. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a different kind of visual look they've gone for. But that thing too that it's kind of almost like they wanted to do one about uh, the art scene as opposed to entourage being about Hollywood. Except they've well, fashion. Well, fashion's well, not really no, art. But it's weird because they self treat them like they're like, they're, yeah, like they're but they're treating them like they're struggling New York artists. Except they're actually wanting to be jeans manufacturers. But this and is what young fashion designers are, are yeah, about in New York. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an odd. Yeah, it's an odd thing where you're kind of going, it, it, it feels like it should be about painters, but it's actually about people making jeans and, and doing loft renovations. And, and there, are, there are, you know, some art shows, and it's like the, the two, the art world and the fashion world combine because they all probably went to sketching school together. <laughs> uh, but then the, the fashion people went to uh, FIT and the art people went to art IT. And uh, the, uh, but essentially it's... It's little bits of, of New York uh, that aren't in Gossip Girl. Uh, bits on the Lower East Side, uh, bits around the Fashion Institute in, in Chelsea. And uh, it tells the story of uh, two friends, uh, David and Darren, I think. Who? Oh, no, David and Renee. No, David and Darren. Uh, who, oh, whatever. Two friends. Hall of Notes. <laughs> Uh, who are trying to uh, make money making jeans. One of them is a, a, a great up-and-coming fashion designer, or so he thinks. Uh, the other just knows how to sell stuff. Mm. And uh, together they think they can make a killing. Essentially a scam artist. Yeah, 
on the yeah on the edge of that, I would think. Yeah, at least to, it's yeah. kind of like a, a New York colon from uh, f- from uh, press gang. A New York colon. Colin, Colin, Colin. Everything's gonna be linked back to press. Gang. Everything, yeah. everything now has a press gang reference. Yeah, no, no. See, so if Colin, and I were just lit, yeah. if, if Colin from Press Gang was in New York, yeah, that, that's absolutely right. And yeah. was Hispanic or whatever that guy yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's it's, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's exotic of some sort. It's lovely. I just, <laughs> I just say we're not doing a very good review of it, but I really enjoyed this show. I, I just kind of fell into it. I watched the entire season in one day. And it was just very easy to to take another episode and take another episode and take another episode. Just like uh, Entourage. Just like Entourage. You can just digest it. Do you guys it- like Entourage then? Do you? Yes. Yeah, and, and yes. Because I just can't. Yeah, I found Entourage. I just wanted to punch everyone in the face. I just oh, found yeah. them so irritating. It's straight male fantasy. Yeah, apart from, from perhaps Ari, because he's obviously meant to be that kind of you know, figure. But it was weird because, like you're saying with this, I really enjoyed it. And I, 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 even now, I'm not sure why. Like, everything on paper, I should have hated this show. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you two reasons why. Mm-hmm. Louise Guzman and Martha Plimpton. Louise Guzman is one of my favourite actors of all time. I just think he is, he is a genius. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if and people have been... He's playing the... the, the he's playing the, the uncle. Colin. The, oh, the, the, oh the, okay, yes. The uncle, brother, cousin, whatever right. whatever that is. He's been in prison. He's been a hard... He's been a gangster, basically, Sorry, before for, he's gone into prison. I've forgotten, yes. And there's he's, also he's a thread, yeah. They have to change his ways coming out of prison. Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and the, boys, the boys have borrowed money uh, to start I'm their business. See, that's the storyline I would have cut entirely. I actually found that was too... I got annoyed when, when it came, went back to him because I was going, I don't really care about you because this, this felt a bit too... Done. Whereas watching these two, guys, I, I don't care though because it's it's Louis Guzman. Yeah. Like he can, he can do what he appears in Community, mm-hmm. uh, in the first episode I think of Community, but only in the form of a statue of himself because he is a famous former student. He is a famous <laughs> alumnus of, of that of, the, of, that of college. college, and uh, and so they've built a statue to him. And I just, I think that's a, a great joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martha Plimpton, absolutely wonderful. In this as well, you might um, remember her from Goonies. She's playing Laura or, or whatever her name Edie. was, the, the ex-girlfriend. Oh Edie no, she's the boss. White. Yeah, she's the boss. All right, yes. she's the girlfriend's boss. And she has a fascinating scene. I just want to talk about sort of the politics of this slightly for a moment because on paper, I mean, it's all very reprehensible. It's like they were saying, you know, it feels like it should be about arts, but it's all about these sort of. Yeah, yeah, his dream was to make jeans, which is actually quite sad. And I kept wondering if this was actually meant to be this huge work of irony of kind of like the Starship Troopers kind of esque sort of attack on the capitalist society. I still don't know if it is or it isn't, but um, she has that amazing scene where where the the girlfriend uh, ex girlfriend character is thinking about how her life is pointless because she's met her friend who's been off in Africa helping to to help with AIDS, yep. and she's thinking about leaving. and And the yeah, Edie gives this speech about how by converting lofts in New York, they're actually doing amazing work, and it's it's a beautifully written speech because everything she's saying is morally reprehensible, <laughs> but she's she's selling it quite well and. And then Rory goes, are we heroes? Yes, we're heroes. <laughs> and the show has that in it. And I think the show actually believes that stuff. And I couldn't, again, work out what level you meant to take this. There's a scene where the lead character goes to meet his dad and um, in one line dismisses global warming in a way that I thought was going to come back and went, oh, no. No, the show just genuinely believes that global warming is out on a kind of fashion. Like, it, it treats global warming as a fashion concept going, oh, no, that was three years ago, Dad. You're reading that book too late. And, and that's... 
that's what these parts of New York are really like. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of these people are really like. It's one of the reasons I don't go down to the Lower East Side because it's full of poses and, uh, and and people who think they are doing the most important thing in the world. So is it kind of the the hipster slacker thing yeah. going on down there? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and oh, I just hate it. But it's a really good portrayal of of that kind of life. This uh, this. It's such a struggle to wake up for a ten o'clock meeting kind of life. It's it's really, I find it really difficult to get through life. And why can't I just get a break? Why aren't I just getting a break? Well, maybe it's because you're not working hard enough. Uh, and uh, and I, I like it. I like it as a, another exploration of the American dream, and it works very nicely in balance with Entourage as an exploration of the American dream. And you could kind of even make a kind of a, a trilogy of Sopranos, Entourage, and How, how to, to Make, make it, it in America. America. There's a real charm, though, I think, in How to Make it in America. I think much more charm than Entourage, I would think. And, and the relationship, particularly between the two male leads, it's actually a really nice sort of celebration of male friendship. Like, it's, it's quite nice. They're so close, and they're, they're really good friends. And... The show doesn't seem to want to put any so just like in edge into that. It's like yeah. bored to death. Uh, bored to death was. I'm trying to remember now. Bored, I mean, I didn't like but, it, but I can't remember much more. Bored, bored to death is is more cartoony though. I, I don't think you can actually look at the friendships in Bored to Death, and it was about the writer who. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his friendship with Zach Galifianakis, and I can't quite remember that relationship. Uh, was, but it's it, it is it is very cartoony. It's it's actually very uh, it, it's. You know, in, in Bored to Death, it's it's uh, they they've got a, a mutual reliance on each other uh, that that is all about their uh, their own lack of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, they they're kind of they're, they're very happy with and who they, love they each are. Other. I mean, they really you know, these two yeah. guys genuinely love each other. They're really great mates, and and you can see they would do anything for each other. There's no sense they're going to backstab each other. And I would say, if anything, it reminds me more of perhaps men of a certain age that. Um, that idea of, of, of male friendship being presented as sort of uncomplicated, going, here are these two guys who just get along. And it's really yeah. lovely to present that, I think, on screen. And that uh, there's there's certain tolerances uh, with with various aspects of each other's personalities yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I find it really refreshing that, that this is a show that isn't with, um, along the lines of so many things that we've seen recently about people with heaps of freaking money. Like, the, mm. you, you mentioned Gossip Girl. It's just boring. And, you know, these guys, are they're, they're kind of getting out there and they're, they're struggling yeah. for it. Mm. And, and that's, that's also how it's really different from Entourage. Yeah. Well, and, and, it is, and it is also refreshing to, you say struggling, and I think, uh, I think desire. People who actually have a desire that isn't about screwing someone else over and and that's what so many of these other shows are about these these portrayals they're always about screwing somebody else over it's one of the things that i really like about treme one of the things i really like about how to make it in america is they both uh they both show hope and uh and hard work and working towards a goal that uh, that we haven't had in TV in in quite a few years. Although he is remarkably useless. I mean, it's funny because the lead character is particularly hopeless in a lot of ways. Yet there's, I think, obviously the character, the actor is so charming and, and quite cute. That well, I think it kind of gives this. And apparently, but apparently, also he has skills. Apparently, he has skills as a designer. He says, as a designer, a spool of Japanese denim and, and yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. He just says like, like you know, no business now whatsoever, which I think is that thing where occasionally you go, oh come on, get it together. But uh, but it is well, yeah, yeah. that the, they they have this mission and and it's completely the wrong way to go because they they just completely don't know what the steps in, in the process are to to getting up a prototype of a gene and and so they're they're looking for the wrong people. Although also, I, I feel like it's from a writing point of view, I guess that's actually quite impressive because, of course, we don't know how you make genes either. So we're, we're learning at the same time that he is, which is kind of fun. Uh, and, and he actually reminds me of uh, a, a friend in high school who someone once just – and now he's, he's very successful, runs a very successful design agency, uh, but not very intelligent. And uh, somebody – a mutual friend once described him as he's, he's so dumb he doesn't know when to stop. And so he just keeps working at it until he gets it right, until it works. And uh, and that happened. You know, the hard work paid off. And so I kind of see that uh, that we the, the scene where he, he sees the denim in the truck and it's almost like he's got a little bit of Asperger's. Like he uh, uh, like all he can see is the denim and the possibilities in, in the denim. Uh, and that's what he attunes to. And and you speak to geeks. You, you know, I, I live around computer geeks all the time. I think we call that a scientific community. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> if you go into a scientific community, uh, you get you get exactly the, the same thing. People will see one thing and think of how to do one thing with that, uh, and then focus on that entirely. I think it's a I think it's a really good portrayal. And it's eight half hour episodes in the first season. Mm-hmm. Really easy to digest. Why is there so little? I, I, after Entourage, which which opened really strongly with twenty three, twenty four eps in the first season. No, it did not. Did it? Not? It was split. It had a split first season. So they did, I think, six so eps, it? and then uh, and then uh, commissioned for for more. And they, yeah. have, they have commissioned a second series already, haven't they? Yes, of How to Make it in America. Uh, and and I have to say, I think the eight eps works for. For things like Entourage and How to Make It in America, I think they're small stories, and uh, but there's not enough. So I, I didn't realize there were eight, which is, I think I, I may have watched them all, and I just assumed that there was more. But I, think yeah, I just yeah. got no, oh, no, I'll watch yes, more. And I get that's, around to it. Yeah. that's it. That's it. Just a little. Just. <laughs> Just bite into it, enjoy it. It really does have that same thing that like Thirty Rock has, where the episodes are only twenty minutes long once the ads are taken out. So like you might as well no ads, just keep watching them. Yeah. So, but yeah, no ads. There's still about twenty odd minutes. Twenty three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But just yeah, just enjoy it, savor it. How to make it in America? I actually thought uh, you guys didn't like it, but clearly we all did. Very much enjoyed it. Weird. I know. Hi, this is Jim Shembury from the Age newspaper. Just telling you all to listen to Box Cutters if it's the last thing you do. Josh, Brett and John are the most informed, entertaining, funniest guys you'll ever hear over a pod. I still don't know what podcasting is, but apparently if you go onto the ARPANET, you can, you can get it. The ARPANET. Oh, the internet. I'm sorry. That was the old word for it. Yes. Box Cutters. Listen up. It's great. Thank you, Jim Shimbury, from uh, one of our favourite scientific communities. <laughs> we, we need to add Nelly into that. And uh, last time we did that, you just recorded the, the bit and we, we cut no, it in. No, 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 that's, no, that's Shimbury. Well, Shimbury, that's Jim. So, well, Shimbury came in especially to We, we need to, to say, get Jim Shimbury John. to come in and do that. But if he did do it, I thought maybe the three of us could do what it would sound like now and then we could snip it in for when he records it. Oh, oh so yeah. you want us to do now? Yeah, and Nelly. Okay, three. But, but that's calling her a guy. Yeah, you know, in a kind of, hey, guys, come away. Three. So we also need a four of the. <laughs> anyway, anyway, go on. Three, two, 
one, and, and Nelly. Yeah, so just like just like that. Yeah, just like just that. like that. Just ask him to do that right. when you ring him up. Right. Uh, I'm glad we've covered off on that. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad the listeners were subjected to that. Yeah. They loved it. It'll they be did. different next Wait, week. Wait, email's just in. Oh. Oh, that little <laughs> bit where you talked about the Jim Shemry thing. Genius. Yeah, Genius. Move on. Move Thanks. On. Thanks, box cutters. See, don't, don't just stand around in the dirt complaining that it's dirty. Thanks. No. Get out of it, Josh. Get Thanks. out. Move on. Wipe your feet. If, uh, if you want to leave us a message and talk about your favourite or not your favourite, the greatest TV characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can call us on 03-9016-9269. Shall we do that now? No. Okay. Let's call us. 03-9016-9269 and, uh, and leave a, a message. And you can be like our great listener, Murray. Oh, Murray! Hi, Box Cutters. It's Murray here. Uh, I've got a few things to say on the subject of Linda Day and the Doctor. Uh, firstly, Linda Day. Um, intelligent, forceful, beautiful, bitingly witty, and uh, as the series went on, increasingly saucy too. Yes! Uh, editrix in extremis, Linda Day. Uh, Linda's cutting remarks always said what we felt we ought to be able to think of and preferably get away with it. At the same time, though, the consequences of them often reminded us why it was probably best to stick to quiet fuming most of the time. Uh, Linda was always in charge, except, of course, when she wasn't, and her vulnerabilities really added to the humour of the show and to the warmth we felt for her. Um, Watching her learning to try to act uh, more human, uh, especially when she found herself in a relationship, was uh, hilarious and heartwarming at the same time. Uh, Linda was the linchpin of what I still consider one of the greatest television shows there is, and that's why she was one of my picks. Uh, The Doctor. The Doctor has a really intriguing blend of cynicism and optimism. He assumes that the worst will happen, but in a kind of world-weary, it'll happen because it's bound to if you really think it through kind of way. At the same time, though, he always hopes for the best from people, and uh, he both expects and helps uh, people to um, be the best that they can be. The Doctor um, has knowledge that we can only dream of, and I frequently do. Um, He cares about people, all kinds of people, um, and he takes us to places that we've never imagined. And when something's wrong, he has a sense of justice that goes beyond just uh, something should be done and always to, I must do something. Um, obviously with 11 faces now, um, all with personality quirks to go with them, in particular varying levels of rudeness to his companions. Uh, The Doctor is not exactly a fixed quantity, but still, splendid fellow, all of them. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Murray. Thank you, Murray. That was great. That was great. So if you want to be like Murray and, uh, and leave us a message... About uh, one or two of your greatest characters of all time. Mm-hmm. This greatest character thing is, is just going off. There's, yeah. a, there's a spreadsheet that, that Nelly's been putting together, and um, we're up to 260 characters or something have had nominations. Yes. At least once, uh, including James Talia from. Uh, Which is great. Fox Brothers regular James Talia's had a vote. Uh, it, it's a great list because you just look through going, look at all these amazing people that I didn't even think of, and now I want to change my vote. And yeah, it's a, it's just a really fantastic bunch of stuff yeah and i i'm, I'm loving it. i'm loving seeing the uh, the 
the nominations come in, the runners-up. If if you've got too many to fit on one list and you've got some runners-up, send those in as well as runners-up and we're including them in the tally. So it's as a not, sort of sub. Yes, it's, just, it's, a, it's, like it's a whole preference. There's, a whole, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a whole algorithm that's going on with yeah. this. Uh, but, John, you were going to talk about... Well, uh, last week when, when I, I couldn't come on because, you know, those sets don't move themselves in. Um, I, you guys were talking about why you chosen... <laughs> Some woman with an umbrella just, just stuck <laughs> in a roof <laughs> somewhere. Stuck in a roof somewhere. Um, you guys were, were talking about why you had chosen various characters. And uh, when I got, I got the phone call saying, which character do you want to throw in? I put Linda Day, mm. uh, who Maurice just talked about then. And... Um, and I was, it's funny, just, just why I had chosen her. I was trying to think, well, why have I chosen her? And I realized on my list, because uh, we got a, a great email in saying, how did we come up with, you know, how do you even define a great character? Which is stupidly, I haven't put down the name of who this is from. One of our <laughs> lovely listeners going, um, you know, do they have a distinctive voice? Does their behavior and dialogue in each new scene deepen our understanding of them and also manage to serve the plot? And they're saying, yeah, how do you, how do you de- describe what is a good character? And I realized on my list, they were almost all people I either recognized myself in usually negatively, or characters I would like to be aspirationally, you know. And um, Linda Day or the Earth is a bit of both. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like I can definitely see myself in this really grumpy uh, editor. But she's also... But looking great in a power suit. Or or often in her pyjamas, which seems to be an ongoing thing Mm. too. Uh, She's such a great character. You do look great in her pyjamas. I do look great in her pyjamas. She's so solid. And it was um, Stephen Moffat's first gig, press gang room from 89 to 93. Uh, He was a teacher at the time when he wrote this. And he said that... There's other commentary tracks I was watching recently. So that um, he realized that all the girls he sort of taught tend to be quite meek and, and quite deferential. He wanted to give them a character who was... Just really ballsy, I guess. And she's much more... The first episode you watch, and you think, it's a screwball comedy. I, I hadn't even remembered that it's actually more like a Catherine Hepburn movie mm. than Grange Hill. You know, it's it's this... It's a, it, it, Hepburn Tracy. Yeah, it's yeah. astonishingly sophisticated. And she's this great character because she just does the right thing for the paper and the right thing for her job and follows her instincts. And they actually talked on the commentary track that um, as the series went on, they made her like harder, like rather than softening her and making her, you know, more feminine and finding her. Inside, they went, no, no, she's more and more. Every series they would they would ratchet it up. This is a uh, uh, Stephen Moffat and uh, Julia Sawala who went on to be an absolutely fabulous afterwards. She played Linda. The the two of them basically wanted to make her just that bit more, yeah, harder each season. And I just think that's also so bold to do that with a character. Go, no, no, we're not going to try and soften them to make them more appealing. We're going to make them much more what they are. And so getting to know her more as she becomes harder? Yeah, I think so. Because you're actually seeing that that is the truth of that character. Yeah. And you know, and there are episodes where there's, um, there's an episode involves a suicide. And before he killed himself, she was one of the last people to talk to him. And she was quite aggressive. And she feels sort of guilty. But that episode's really interesting because part of the point is... fantastic. It's a double episode, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it might be. And, and basically, saying, look, it's, it's not up to you. You had no control over this guy's actions. You can't feel that responsibility. So, I mean, there are, mm. yeah, there are real... I mean, she's not, she's not like a screaming Harridan character, but she's an authentically hard character, I think, you know. And it's, and it's quite impressive that she's allowed to be that. And she's still, I think, very engaging, very charming. She's very funny. So... Um, that was, that was the one I, I threw on the list when I got the phone call from Nelly going, who do you want? I went, oh, I quick, 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 <laughs> decide now. Um, and I should say, Nelly also sent me an email saying, can we please not talk about Linda Day because she hasn't watched it yet. Ah, but we did. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry, Nelly. Uh, 
I'll actually call Nelly and tell her not to listen to this uh, week's episode <laughs> yet because uh, she'll be getting the, uh, the the box set from me shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nico's that surprise. It is available. He has a box set. All five seasons are in one box. Yeah. Which you Ma- magnificent. Did you want... Was there anything you wanted to add to the Doctor? Well, the, the thing about the Doctor, because we also... We, we are going to have a sort of regular segment ongoing, a bit like the Golden Years of Television one. Golden, we, golden Age. Golden Age Television Show, where we look at one specific character. And, uh, yeah, and I was going to talk about uh, uh, the Doctor from Doctor Who, so I will, I'll, go, I'll quickly... I'll just quickly do, zip do, through this. Do you want to quick, quickly zip through it, yeah, or yeah. do you want to hold it off for a fortnight? Uh, no, I'll hold it off. Hold, hold it, it off? off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Wait in anticipation. Gary Postman... A letter for you. No, I'm just the postman. 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 Corrections to box cutters. Would you quickly recap the the ones that are already on the blog from last week? Uh, Yes. So uh, last week uh, there there were two corrections. One was uh, uh, it was Serbia, not Spain, uh, who won Eurovision 2007 with with the lesbian librarians. Yes. They were great. Maybe they were kiss. Oh, but they didn't. <laughs> but maybe they will. Oh, but they didn't. I bet they can stack those books correctly. Oh, yeah. Stack them. Yeah, I'd like to see her Dewey Decibel system. <laughs> they didn't use that anymore, <laughs> do they? The Dewey Decibel system. Don't they? Yes, they did. They must. I thought there was something else they use now. The internet. The Library of Congress. Something. Like that. Anyway, they use, anyway. The, they use the internet. So, uh, oh, oh, someone will correct the, me. You know, uh, the Greg Fleet vehicle is called Die on Your Feet, and it's co-starring Alan Bro. Okay. Um, so a couple of corrections sent in from listeners. Eleanor uh, wrote in to say, Nelly's comment about how real lesbians do not have long fingernails is di- disproved by the very, very real lesbian I used to date who refused to cut her fingernails. They could be real lesbians who let their vanity get in the way of sex. Thank you, Eleanor. Good I'm, point well uh, made. <laughs> I'm not sure how that... <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't what does re- that mean? I don't remember Nelly saying that. <laughs> No, no, I, I definitely uh, I do. remember. Oh, okay. I do. But, but uh, Brett, I'm not going to explain it to you on air. How is it about getting vanity? I'm not going to. I'm not going to yeah, explain it to you off on, on air. It's and this uh, one came in a little while back, um, which we haven't had a chance to. Do. Uh, it's in response to episode 222, um, which you know is obviously six episodes ago, but did come in, I think, only like last week or something. Uh, from Simon. He says, in the blatantly minor corrections department, during episode 222, there's a reference made to the Times Square found bomb thing in which John suggests it's an attempt to destroy Cats, the musical, not Mm. the animal. Mm. Unfortunately for that joke, Cats, the musical, stopped running in New York about 10 years ago. The theatre that used to host it, the Winter Garden, has hosted Mamma Mia since then. I'm fully aware that amusing jokes cannot be made confusing Mamma Mia with an animal, but still, I'm insisting on accuracy. (laughs) That is the most pedantic correction we've ever had. I love it. Yeah, fair fair point well made. (laughs) There's uh, nothing I can... uh I, I can argue with. Did uh, you have anything else to, to correct, Brett? Were you going to correct today? Yeah, tell us we were wrong about something else. No, no, I'm still wondering about uh, vanity <laughs> and sex it's, and uh, fingernails. Okay, when when a mummy and a mummy love each other. Very much. <laughs> So it's not that. Anyway, so and that's how it happens. Oh, wow. And that's how a baby is adopted. <laughs> <laughs> J- 
John Richards, if you were going to watch one thing this week, what would it be? Oh, it, it would actually, well, oddly enough, it would be Doctor Who. I know we, we got told we, really? couldn't, we couldn't just pick anything really? around it. But this particular episode of Doctor Who, Vincent and the Doctor. Now, Brett and I both flew to London uh, mm. two weeks ago for 45 minutes to watch this. I don't think you were as taken with it as I was. Uh, Brett, you weren't? I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I, I just thought it's a beautiful script. Vincent the Doctor, it's written by uh, Richard Curtis, who, of course, wrote Four Dings of Funeral oh, and I, Love I was, Actually. And, I was actually and, speaking to uh, to friend of Boxcutters, Adam Richard, uh, about mm-hmm. this yesterday. Uh, and we were both talking about how uh, how Richard Curtis just really knows how to pull at the heartstrings. It, it is. It is. Look, it is, the bits at the end, which are mawkishly over-the-top sentimental, and really I would expect to hate them, but in fact I was too busy crying. <laughs> so I, 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 I still am amazed they work. They go so far that you really think it shouldn't work. It is hard to hate through the tears. It is hard. And it's this beautifully constructed script. It's it's lovely. There's a monster that is both the, the plot, the instigator, and a metaphor all at the same time. Well done, Richard Curtis. And... Just beautifully balanced. Bill Nye's in it, and uh, and it I, does have Vincent Van Gogh fighting an invisible alien. Which, I love, you know, I love that Stephen Moffat has gone right. I'm in charge now. I'm going to get all my friends to do Doctor Who stories well, that they've always wanted to do. We were saying it's weird that this year it's prestige rather than some of the previous years you've had like people like Kylie. Yeah, it's a big, big kind of name guest stars. But this year it's all people like Bill Nye and Neil Gaiman writing a script. Although that one's in now in, in next year's season. Um, and it's just getting this slightly ludicrous number of kind of prestige names coming in. Oh, Bill Patson playing a robot. Yeah, it's all this kind <laughs> of... Yeah, so uh, Vincent and the Doctor is on Sunday, June 20th at 7.30pm. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, on ABC One? On ABC One. And are they still doing it the Friday night beforehand on iView? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Great research, John. I, I don't watch it legally. Great research. <laughs> Says the guy I'm not who wa- said, this show is about two guys who might be named Dave. <laughs> and so the, so the ABC is two or three weeks behind. Two weeks. It's two UK. weeks. So it's pretty good. I mean, they, yeah, they're doing, they're doing pretty well. They've got fast boats. But I do think that... The not minute, the fastest boats in the world, but fast boats. But if you want to stop people illegally downloading something, I think five days is actually the cutoff point. That's my belief. I reckon five days yeah. makes you go, I'll keep my, my, you know, my, my content, my ratio. My, you know, I'll keep a bit of that for something else. Over five days ago, oh, I'll just download it. You're right, uh, you cap on your plan. On your plan. On your, with your ISP. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, one thing, ABC One, Wednesday night at 9pm. Mm, I've been seeing ads for this. The Gruen Transfer. All about ads. Coming back. It is all about ads on the ABC. On the ABC? I was, I was a big, big fan of the first two seasons. Second season, better than the first. Let's hope. Third season, even better. What was better. better about the second one? Uh... What was better? Uh, they just kind of had the formula down better. Do you That's think they ever got past the the awkwardness of having the two agencies in there pitching and and the voting and and award giving? Parts of that? No, that's that's still that's still weird. But the editing was better <laughs> in the second. I think I think sure it came down to came down to the editing. Yeah. It was better. Just fingers crossed for the third season that uh, the the editing improves again, and they edit out that little bow that Will does when he walks out on stage. There, there's no need for it. You know, he could just be at the panel. He doesn't have to come out. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Make a I grand entrance and I don't go, see I don't see why he has to why, why he has to walk out other than yeah. maybe they've got three seconds to fill at the start of every show. Maybe they're aware that every single show, that they're three seconds short. Maybe you should say, look, I've got two real feet, and that's how you can tell me apart from Adam Hills. I actually think it's... I think, I actually think it thongs it's, and toenail I think it's, it's actually there to prove that he's wearing a suit and shoes, not jeans and thongs. <laughs> I think that's actually it. Ah. It's not the glass house. I'm not wearing thongs. Here we go. Let's talk about advertising. 
Brett, what's your one thing? My one thing... Is it Will Anderson's feet? No, it's not. Because that would just be weird. <laughs> it would be weird. I'm I, just watching Will Anderson's I don't feet. think... If it they... was one foot, that would be even weirder, though. If oh. Brett had said, I'm watching Will Anderson's left foot. I don't think separately or together they have their own show. <laughs> no, but that's, if you're hiding... You know, I'm hiding across from his house with a telephoto lens watching his left foot. People might think that was odd. That would be odd. I wouldn't do that. Are you sure? And constantly, it wouldn't be worth it spending that much time in Sydney. Constantly comparing it to Christy Brown's left foot. Yeah, because I've got a film. Yeah. Whole film, just about that foot. <laughs> um, my Special one guest thing, appearance by Daniel Day-Lewis. It's hardly highbrow, but I think it'll be fun. Yes. It's on uh, Thursday nights on uh, Channel 10 at 8pm. It's Hamish and Andy's Caravan and courage, of Courage uh, going around Great Britain and Ireland. It looks like fun. I, I did. You're such a sucker for tall, handsome men. You guys, you guys know that I've, I've been working in an office uh, recently, and, and there have been a couple of occasions over the last week where their show on the radio has been on in the office, and it's freaking painful. But I do enjoy their japery <laughs> visually. <laughs> Their visual japery. <laughs> Their visual japery. Dear it's Hamish impressive. and Andy, have I told you what a fan I am of oh, your visual, visual japery? <laughs> Lots of love, Cropley. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I want to say thanks very much to the lovely time lady who offered to build us a database and web interface mm, for the... That was impressive. Uh, but Nelly has already gone through the trouble of entering them all into Manually. an Excel spreadsheet, and I think she's just quite happy to, to do it old school. Yeah, also, if we, if we did that now, time lady, then, then Nelly would just burst into tears. She would. Realizing how she's wasted her life. So I think we have to just keep going. <laughs> she would. She did, however, hire 17 monks. <laughs> To, uh, to transcribe them by hand first. Were yeah, they evil uh, albino monks? Some of them were evil albino monks. There's always a percentage. stained fingers. You just can't get them out. I know. So if I want to send in my ten characters... Hooray at boxcutters.net. You can just email them straight in. Mm-hmm. Or you can uh, click on the Talk to Us link on boxcutters.net. Are there comments on one of the posts that are there still are, getting updated? There are comments on one of the posts, but you can just keep adding comments to posts. Wherever you want, really. Yeah. And the Facebook page, you're probably there. Like we're, we're collecting everything. Did you really delete MasterChef comments? Was that something that I saw coming from from somebody on a post from maybe three, two there, years there, ago? There was craziness going on. There was craziness. Let's, there was, let's just step I, away and talk of it no more. You I, started talking to them. You did encourage. Yeah. Never make eye contact, even on the internet, <laughs> so they can't see you. Fair point. I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson and then had to slit their throat. Uh, so thanks so much, Time Lady. Uh, but yeah, Nelly would, would just cry. Uh, but yes, if you want to send them in, send them to hooray.boxcutters.net. Click on the Talk to Us link or I think it's actually Talk to Boxcutters. So, so Nelly's really committed to, to uh, maintaining that spreadsheet mm. in perpetuity. It's a brilliant She's done Excel courses and everything now. Yeah. But does she want to keep on doing it? Yeah. She's, she's committed. This, she's, this has got yeah. a lot of lot of steam in it. Yeah. I know. So 10 greatest TV characters. Send us your t- 10 greatest. Send us your 10 greatest TV characters. Uh, and, uh, of all time. Or. Because. Not just like, from last Thursday. We could, we could purpose it for this. And then your 10 greatest uh, 
Bechdel test oh, winners. Don't confuse them yet. Don't confuse them. Just, just you yeah, simplify. simplify. You always just take a very simple idea and then just put streamers on it and a party hat no, 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 and no, say, no, go I'm out into the world and be a party. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. Or you can uh, you can call us. Just on- so that everybody knows, whenever you're sending in your top ten, it's more work for Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hate Nelly, just keep sending it. Oh, no. Keep doing it. Zero three Or box cutters on Skype. If you're on Skype, that's just much easier. Search for box cutters, call it, leave a message, uh, and tell us why you've chosen some of your greatest TV characters. Or press of the all box time. button in the uh, the lower left hand corner of your remote. What, who are you doing next week? Then what character? Who should who should be bringing up? Podcast. Oh, yes. um, I. You know what? Because next week, of course, we'll be discussing one of the popular characters on the list, and you can ring up to leave your thoughts on them. They are. Um, I, I just. I'm trying to. Uh, Daria Morgendorfer. Oh, nice. From Daria. From Daria. Daria Morgendorfer from Daria. Is, is there a, a, an easily accept? accessible list of uh, what we've come up with the suggested top 10 on the site somewhere? Uh, no. No? Not on the site? Oh, no. No. Because that's just, that's for listening. We went through that last week. That's for listening. If you want to hear what we came up with as a provisional top 10, uh, you can listen to episode 227. Not putting that on the site. I've been finding a personal problem where everybody keeps on asking me, so what was the top ten? And I can't remember. And I go to the site looking for it, and I was like, I can't find it in my email. Nelly's got it. That's because Nelly's got it. Nelly's got it on a piece of paper written down by monks. And we don't want to tell you. We don't don't want to judge you. We don't want to lead you. We want you to make that decision. My memory's poor. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Finally. He admits it. tattooed on me. You know the problem with this, though? Next week, he won't remember that he remembered that his memory's poor. Oh, yeah. No, I always know that my memory's poor. I just don't admit it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you can listen to last week's episode, episode 227, to find out what the top 10 were. The thing is also that it's, yeah, it's yeah. changing you all the time. You go and suffer through 80 minutes of podcast to find out what the what top 10 was. suffer? <laughs> it's genius. Clearly, last week's episode if they is didn't genius. listen anyway, last week's episode what was very f- good. What, is, what, what if this is the first week that they're listening? Actually, it was very good last week. It was extremely good. What if it's the first week they're listening and then they're hearing this drivel? And they're thinking, God, it's all like that. Are the new has gone yet? <laughs> <laughs> now here's the real show. That brings us to the end of... I was going to say, it's because the list is continually changing as more votes come in. The top ten changes continually. And it's, oh, it's constantly- so it's just that we, with our top ten, don't want to commit to yeah, we, having we, said that. Unless people are going to go and listen it's to not, an 80-minute Because it's, it's not a commit... Commitment of a top ten. It's provisional. We said provisional. Top 10. We're digging a canal. We're not building a dam. <laughs> nice, nice way to just made that bed and it sounds like a real saying. I know. I like it. I like it. John Richards, two thousand and ten. <laughs> that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode two hundred and twenty-eight. I want to say thanks to everybody who has uh, who has sent in their lists. It's mm. been fantastic. Thanks to everybody who's donated to Box Cutters as well, because that has allowed us to spend some money and get a phone number and voicemail account uh, so that you can call us in. So if you want to help us with that cause, uh, you can donate on the website. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. And hey... 
let's be careful out there. Boxcutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Boxcutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. It'll answer. Hello and welcome to the Boxcutters Hotline. Please leave your message after the beep. Remember to include your name and all messages received might be played on the podcast. Thanks for calling Boxcutters. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Boxcutters.